Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back with episode 8 of the Unscuffed Podcast. Nick is still in quarantine, so he's not here with me, but it's okay. So for this episode, we haven't really talked much about, like, what's behind it. We've talked about how it's going to be a big episode, and it got a whole lot bigger overnight. So do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Brendan Zerlag, uh, manager of the Great Lakes Gators. Uh, Chris Sheetham. Player of the Gators. I'm the order set up. <laughs> we had this all Sorry, set up. Me first, dog. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm Brendan Bergenson. Me first. All right, and um, who's the third guy? What's your name? Chris. What? Chris Cheatham. Okay. Player from the Gators. I, I swear to God, I said he. <laughs> no, I I, I said I said Jorgensen first. <laughs> okay, so. Yes, we do have the Great Lakes Gators Core 3. We're missing Bix, but who cares? <laughs> okay, so um, we have a list of questions we do want to ask you guys. But, of course, thank you guys for coming on. We're hoping to have a lot of fun today. No problem. Okay, so let's start off with... Hmm. I want to, like, get into the World Series questions, like, later on. Because... I just, like, our intentions was to just get Zerlag on. We were just going to question him about, like, the whole Gators franchise. But then he brought up you guys, and we're like, wow. So, okay, so question one. So, going into the Winter League, like, you were, were you there for, like, all the days, Zerlag? Uh, I was only there one of the days. I mean, I was only in, like, ninth grade when that happened. So, <laughs> I had school in the morning, and they, were, they weren't getting done until 1130 at night. But, uh, wow. I saw Jorgensen okay. the first. I saw Jorgensen the first time, right on my mind. That's that's sweet. Um. So another thing about uh the 2019 season, are we ever gonna see you um back on the mound again? There's potential. Good, cause I There's I do miss you on the mound. That was fun to watch, even though you get killed. Very fun it to watch. Doesn't always look the best, <laughs> but uh, I mean. I don't really have to pitch much when I got Cheatham and Jorgensen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Two other best pitchers uh, this year. All right. So, there's potential. All right. Nick, you want to ask a question? Um, um, all right. How about this? Um, how, how did you guys get into wiffle ball? Like, <laughs> what started your wiffle ball journey to MLW? So... Well, I played baseball my whole life, and so football has just kind of been a thing. But I didn't, I didn't even honestly know about MLW until in one of my classes, uh, I got invited to play in the AAA by the, uh, the Schultz's neighbor. And I was like, oh yeah, that that sounds pretty fun. I went and dominated in that league, and then I was expecting some big things in the majors. But I mean, first year didn't go so good, but then obviously this year went much better. Yeah. What about um, you, Jorgensen? What got you into it? Me and Chris are probably pretty similar here. Um, we grew up, and Chris had, like, a lot next to his house that me and all of our friends would play. We'd play a lot there, and then at some point, someone built a house on that lot, so it kind of, like, we were all mad about that, and we weren't able to play. But then me, Chris, and Liam Jackson, I think this was summer of, like, seventh grade. Seventh grade, yep. yeah. Seventh grade. We, we had, like, a little three-man uh like tournament that we did or season that we did so it was just like 1v1 v1 or whatever and we basically just like made up players names and play like that and kept stats and stuff and uh liam actually won that tournament but then you know we started going out 
more like last summer and playing more and then we ended up going to the tournament going to the winter league and now we're in the league so mm-hmm. kind of all stemmed from that empty line next to his house so yeah, yeah. that does sound yeah. like me and nick we definitely <laughs> we play a 1v1 like just us two all the time we have like, mm-hmm. we have like five different teams and we played for every team just against <laughs> each other more like that yeah <laughs> A lot of fun. That does sound fun, boys, for sure. Uh, I guess I'll just kind of, like, you know, Jordy pretty much set it up for both of us, but uh, we kind of started off when we played in the lot next to my house. It was mostly, like, slow pitch, and then we just hit bombs. <laughs> when we went to Liam's, that's kind of when we started developing pitches and stuff. Like, we we had a we didn't even have a strike, so we had, like, someone try to, like, Hector calling strikes, and it was literally impossible. <laughs> but that's when we kind of started realizing we actually had, like, pretty good stuff, even though I was by far the worst of the three of us in that league. We all were pretty good pitchers. They just could hit the ball a little better than me back then. But, you know, things changed, I guess. Yeah, I was you know, about to say, needless to say, <laughs> a lot of things changed. <laughs> For sure. Okay, so still going on the 2019 season. Uh, Zerlag, I know, I'm sure you have your core three here. That's all, like, that's all you really need. But where the hell is Sam Reichardt? I got to say, I do miss him. <laughs> Uh, Sam actually, he's in the group chat. He was uh, definitely invited to some series, but uh, he works up north at a golf course called Tullymore. He goes to school up there, so mm-hmm. it's like a two and a half hour drive, and he just lives up there because that's where he goes to oh, school. So okay. He could never really make it down. All right, that sucks because I do miss him. He was a good personality in the league. Yeah, he definitely brings the spirits up. For sure. All right, Nick, you want to say something? Um. So. This may be a pretty obvious answer here, but are you guys planning to trade back into the draft, or are you just going to chill where you are and stick with a three-man roster? Well, I'll go first since I'm, that's the order, but definitely this is going to be the three-man for a good amount of series, but since we don't have a draft pick, I don't know how the draft is going to be this year, if there's going to be more rounds or not, just because like, the league might expand somehow. But uh, definitely looking for like a fourth or fifth guy that uh, – we can bring in case like one of us can't make it <laughs> okay i'm sorry what's that in the background i use some background noise yeah that's chris oh <laughs> yeah i will text my mom but you can keep going it's, a- <laughs> it's all right don't worry about it okay so um um so okay they're like it's kind of a funny question here i just gotta ask it how do you get to the games like the, I have my license. You do? Okay, good. How'd you get to them last year? Uh, Baker, either Baker drove me when he would... Oh, no, he didn't even show up. No, my parents would take me. Oh, all it's right. Not that, it's not that far, so it's not that bad. Okay. Yeah, because we're pretty sure on a mic'd up session earlier, you said, on like earlier in the season, you said, um, I was going to get my permit, but COVID... Not yeah. me or whatever. So, dude, that would be. Let's get it last April, but I had to wait till June. That would be uh, that would be just funny. The manager hitting up his players. Yo, can you guys drive me? <laughs> They're even farther. They're like an hour away. Oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah, but... <laughs> well, it's worth it. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Obviously. Um. Okay. So. Hmm. Nick, do you want to say something while I'm looking for a question? Um. All right, here's the question. Uh, what What is your guys' like, go-to pitch? Mainly Brendan and Chris. <laughs> um, mine, mine's probably the drop because I have like a lot of different uh, altercations of it. I throw like sometimes I throw it overhand. 
I can like bring it down, throw it sidearm and get a different movement, or I could like bring it even further down low and do like a slide drop. So, I mean, I just kind of mix in with that. So probably the drop. Yeah, um, I I'll go with mine too. It's uh, I mean to throw strikes, it's the slider. I know it's not as filthy uh, on the camera. It doesn't quite move as much. It's more of like a cutter. I just try to throw that for strikes most of the time. But the, obviously the strikeout pitch when I need a big strikeout is the super curve. Uh, you can't always throw it for strikes. You know you can't see everything on the video. I do throw it occasionally for a ball as well, just in the dirt, not even close to the strike. <laughs> it, it is really nice when I can drop one into the zone. And it was clutch for me a couple of times when I really needed it. A couple of different times in a full count, too, which was extremely risky to throw. But it definitely worked out. Yeah, that's sweet. I do. That, that, that pitch is sweet. Like, that, that's a thing me and Nick, like, talk about. Um, Like, what happens on the first pitch, the second pitch, the third pitch? Is it, like, because we, we watch we watch the strikeouts and we watch the hits. So, like, is it, like, do we see even nastier pitches there than do the final pitch? Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of pitches that uh, just get missed because of, you know, we only see the last pitch of that bat. Also, a lot of different good at-bats that people don't see as well, so it kind of goes both ways. A lot of different foul balls, you know. Um, I remember one random at-bat against Jonah Heath. This is really off-topic now, but he, I think it was uh, the grand slam he hit. I think he fouled off six pitches right before that, and then he finally hit one out, and it was on a full count, so, like, People just kind of miss stuff like that. Yeah, I do hate that because, like, um, I was listening to Pipe It Up and, like, their chat was saying something about it. Like, he was going, like, eight pitches deep on these guys and it only shows the walk, so it makes him look like a bum. <laughs> That's got to suck. <sighs> okay, um, Nick, you got a question? Um, all right, so when you drafted, Brent, when you drafted Jorgensen, Cheatham, did you, like, expect to go to the World Series year one, or were you expecting it to be more of a rebuild? Uh, well, originally I was expecting just to rebuild. I was looking to win, like, six or seven games, maybe. Hmm. Just kind of, like, games where they would throw, like, their worst pitcher and we'd still somehow win. But then, honestly, after that first series against the Wildcats where we took games two and three, uh, I knew there was lots of potential with Chris's and Georgie's bat, and then both of them showed that they could pitch a lot. So that was nice to see. Okay. Um, another question is like, what it? What was your guys in order? Like your biggest off season improvement? Like, what are you looking to improve this off season? Mine would definitely be uh, my at bats. I do like I don't want to sound cocky, but I do usually have some like, long at bats. Even though I don't get the most hits, I get, I draw a lot of walks. So I'm definitely looking for more, even more on base. So what I'm trying to improve in the off season, uh, it's kind of hard to do, but I'm just trying to get like my my power up, try to get some more homers. You know, they mean a lot in the football games. Uh, Chris already does this thing and hits a lot of homers. So I think if me and Zerlag start hitting more, we're going to be near unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And then along with that, I mean, just getting some more pitches down, you know, working on locating my pitches, maybe adding a few more, making sure Dan doesn't hit more homers off me. You know, anything I can do to just try to get us back to the World Series. Yeah, I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really know what to say on that. That's that's a good thing to improve on. What about you, Cheatham? All right, well, let's try this while the back is going in. It's a lot of This is ridiculous. I, 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 try, I tried to, like, call her. I tried, like, three different things, you know, I, everything over here. But um, I guess I'll just try to talk over it. Um, 
I, uh, in the off season, like I, I didn't really do as well as I wanted to at the plate in the regular season. So I definitely want to improve on that. Uh, also on the mound too. I know, uh, throughout the year where I was giving up a lot of home run balls. It's kind of been a, uh, just a thing I've always done throughout my wiffle ball career. So I definitely want to uh, work on some pitches, just not leaving pitches over the plate to get crushed by Jonah Heath. That's definitely going to be a big deal for me. Um, Nick, what happened? <laughs> There's two of them. There's two of Nick. Um, sorry about like the comp. Nick, you're on mute. <laughs> All right, it's been, like, aw snap. Your web page has crashed. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good thing it didn't end the call, I guess. Okay, you got All removed. Right. All right. All right, here we go. If you guys don't know, we call this podcast, like, unscuffed, because there's usually not, like, a lot of bad moments, but right now we're having a lot of scuffed moments, and it's honestly funny. <sighs> yeah, that's bad, boys. <laughs> okay. No, it's good. Don't worry about it. Okay, so, um... So, did the, um, this is a question for Zerlag. Did, like, the two, oh, my God, it happened again, Nick. Did the, um, did the two, the two-win season last year, like, really make you want to commit to, like, going all the way this year? Or did you really just only have your, like, sights on just a rebuild? Uh, originally, after that season, uh, I wasn't looking to play again this, this for this season. But then uh, Cal told me that there was going to be a draft where I could get some good players. So uh, immediately I was more intrigued about that. And then I actually went to the one winter league. I saw Jorgensen. I was like, okay, yeah, we could have two good <laughs> players. And then Drew made the dumb mistake of giving me his pick. And yes, I sir. got the World Series MVP. Amazing. Like, I, I still, looking back on it, just what an idiot move. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, <laughs> like, it depends what he gets with this eighth overall pick. But, like, you, just a boneheaded move. <laughs> it wasn't smart. All right, um, Nick, I'm not sure if, you, like, you're just working, but if you have a question, you can say it. Yeah, sorry, my dad was talking. Um, um, okay, um, okay, so like, what would you say was your biggest improvement from 2019 to 2020? Honestly, just as a team, specifically, I made more, like, decisions for us, like, when we had to, like, I wasn't just calling everything by myself, I was making sure all three of us were involved, so, like, when Dan would get up, or, like, Sailor would get up, if I thought that we might have to intentionally walk him, I would go over it with all three, or both of them also, to make sure, like, they're a synchronous thing as I am. Yeah, yeah, game two, that was a big manager move by you, you walked uh, Sailor, and then you struck out Kelly, that that was really nice. You gotta trust your players a lot, when yeah. which I do. I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> okay, so, um... Um, what? I, I just heard something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was me this time. Uh, yeah. Um, Alright, um, here I have a question. So, what would you guys say, like, in MLW, what is the hardest pitch to hit? Like, I know a lot of people would say, like, Jorgensen's drop, but since you guys don't face that, what would you uh, say is the hardest pitch to hit? Honestly, uh, for me, it's definitely Kyle's, like, slide, rising slider. Mm-hmm. I just can't ever seem to make contact with it. Or when I do, it's weak contact. It doesn't look that nasty, but it definitely is when you're facing it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, for me, it's probably it's probably Tommy's drop. 
Like, it just, like, it comes down at, like, such a weird angle. Like, it just comes down kind of, like, at a steep incline, and it's just, like, so hard to, like, time it up to where you hit it. Like, we, I don't think I, we didn't really do much against Tommy in the Mallard series. Like, we, like, one hit off him. You know, we kind of saw him and Trevor both, but, I mean, he kind of shut us down. He walked us, but, I mean, we didn't make much contact. No. Yeah, my, my answer is also probably Tommy's drop. Honestly, just Tommy in general. I know it, it was kind of a weird series. We didn't really get to see him a whole lot. It felt, it felt like I didn't have that many at-bats against him. The ones I did, I felt absolutely lost up there, man. It's just uh, a picture like that, that that it's really wild. You have no idea where the ball's going. Mm-hmm. Those those give me a lot of trouble. So I think this year uh, against Drew Davis, that's going to be an interesting test too because he – He's kind of that. He's kind of inaccurate as well, but he also has gross stuff. So I'm just like, I, I need to kind of, I need to watch some film at least on <laughs> some of his pitches because I'm probably not gonna hit well if I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Drew's got nasty stuff, but like he just gets in his own head, and at some point it's oh, just yeah. funny. It's just funny. <laughs> it's great, and I hope we can do the same thing to him. Get it? We need to get in his head. You know, it, it shouldn't be that hard. If I feel like if I. If I touch one ball in fair territory, you might get a little oh, rap. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you're you're the you're the ticking point for him. Right. All right. Um. Yeah, it seems like you have beef with everybody. Especially <laughs> <Roughly>, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about all like the all the delays and stuff. I don't know what's happening. Ah, no <laughs> oh, you're good, man. I knew it was there was gonna okay, be some tension. Yeah, Nick, that's better. Through. All right. All right, so I knew um, there were gonna be things to work through after the the blanket got throw up on it. <laughs> Dude, that's funny because I just I just had my cat in here. She was like walking across my screen, <laughs> so honestly funny. <laughs> All right, so what, what was I just looking at? Um, oh yeah, so was there like what like kind of a just like. An obvious question, but I think it, like, I don't know. It could lead to something. Did these guys exceed your expectations? <laughs> Definitely. Even after the first series. I mean, I, I didn't even, I don't, I never even introduced myself to them until we got to Kyle's house the first game. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I knew of them, but then I didn't, I was like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> That's really it. But yeah, definitely did more. I was expecting maybe to get like one of the last seeds in the playoffs, which we obviously did. But then we went on to win the World Series, so couldn't ask for any more. Yeah, I I call bullshit on that last seed. You guys definitely didn't deserve that. <laughs> I mean, it really affected us. Really we going to been there that one series against the D-backs, obviously. Then when we played them again, you saw what happened. Yeah, straight slaughter. So maybe it's one of those. Split it up a bit. Can't be watching that last one as well. Yeah, my favorite series. All right, Nick, what were you gonna say? Um, just had a question already. What? Um, here we go. Um, like besides the World Series, what would you say is your like favorite moment from the entire season? Uh, I'd say definitely the the first playoff series against the D backs. because uh, we were coming in like five uh, five losses out of our last six games, and we knew that that was our chance to bounce back, and we honestly just all went off. Mm-hmm. Jorgensen was untouchable, and then we were all just getting the bat around to, to hit the ball. Dude, yeah, you hit a bomb. Uh, so great. <laughs> from, like, a team standpoint, yeah, I'd say definitely that 
first playoff series against the D-backs. Uh, as like an individual, probably my homer against Dan in the NLCS, the three-run homer to kind of break it open. That was kind of huge and kind of got us the World Series. So that was my individual. Um, for me, I'll, I'll go with some different answers since since these two went with the first playoff series. Obviously, that was great. Uh, my performance in that as well as what I would say is my individual. But I'll say the just the all-star game in general, just being there. Um, playing in the game, I know we got absolutely dominated and just completely destroyed out there. I didn't hit anything. Uh, our <laughs> pitching, not just Norgie, the entire everyone just pitched at a really rough game pitching. And then the home run derby after, even though Chadwick won, it was really fun. I... I I missed the uh, five times thing. I was really close to hitting it, and there was a couple that I thought I could have hit out that I just didn't get around. I was a little bit nervous. So next year, I'm really excited to try to win it and beat Jason because if he wins again, he's going to be absolutely insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Like, dude, um, that NLCS, I do love watching it because, um, you know, the Eagles are in it. But every time I watch that three-run homer, it just hurts a little bit more. So thank you for that, Jorgensen. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's that series, though. really intense, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like, Cheatham, I'm sorry, but Dan Slider, you got sauced. <laughs> oh, I know. Man. That was the grossest pitch I've ever seen in any... That thing doesn't get talked about enough as one of the best pitches in MLW history. Cause that thing was about... I thought it was going to hit me. <laughs> I think everyone I take, did. <laughs> I, I don't usually get fooled that bad on draw. I feel like I didn't take that many third strikes all year, probably like less than 10 all year. Most of them were me going down swinging, but that one, I had no chance of hitting. <laughs> yeah, that was disgusting. Okay. Insane. Um, so, how, like, so, like, you just brought this up, like, you first went to the game, you barely even knew them. How has your teammate chemistry just, like, grown over the season? It's definitely, like, one, I feel like one of the best in the league. Oh, for sure. I mean, those, those two, uh, obviously, have been, like, best friends since they were little, but uh, I think we make a good fit to, all together. With Cheatham's usually the big hitter. Jorgensen started out the ace, but, I mean, with those two both being able to pitch, it's just really nice. And if I can get on base a lot, that's also super helpful. And then we just bond together well. We win, we win when we're together, and we lose when we're not. Yeah, that got shown. <laughs> What about you, Jorgensen? Yeah, we definitely got a lot closer. I mean, the other couple of days ago or something, we all did an interview like this, and then after we were like on FaceTime talking for like two hours or something, just talking mm-hmm. about random crap. So, I mean, at first we just like met him at the first series, and now we're all like, I mean, we've played like 2K together and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. definitely developed over the years. Yeah, I agree with Jorgie on that. I was just gonna say we played. Uh, I think I sauced up Zerlag once in uh, two. Definitely not. <laughs> Pretty sure I beat him. I, I actually don't. Remember. I have, do not remember. He, I actually think he won. But we played, we played rec with uh, Chadwick and Liam. I think that's uh, right. I, I I do remember that. But uh, we definitely need to do that again. But yeah, we uh, I'm, obviously me and Jorgie have had really good chemistry for. I mean, we've been friends for what over well over ten years, and then me and Zerlag as well. We've kind of grown closer as the season went on uh honestly I, I i know i said it was like one of my favorite moments of the year but i really like it wasn't just them i i kind of developed chemistry i'd say with everyone in the league just being at the at the all-star event you know it was just so great and mm-hmm. i mean i, I know i talked to jorgens early like, a lot there but it just throughout the league it was just really nice that was kind of like i felt like i was really a part of the league as well mm-hmm. yeah all right good good answers nick do you 
Is your like, are you all set up? Are you good? <laughs> I, I, I think I figured it out. All right, you're still a little like glitchy um, every now and then, but so. Um. So, are we? You want to start moving on to the World Series, or um, do we have any more questions before that? Like any questions you want to be asked about the uh, regular season stuff? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's start talking about the World Series. Alright, um, um, alright, so, how did it feel? First, first, like, year in the league, you made it all to the World Series, and then you have to face the 10-year vet, Kyle Schultz. Is that, the um, extra, or it was just a normal day of whiff? Uh, I was a little nervous, because I knew that after we made it this far, like, there's no way we were losing, but I didn't want to feel overconfident, because... Kyle's obviously one of the best football players, if not the best in the league. But uh, it, it honestly helped seeing him for the first time when we uh, played him the first series. But that was so long ago that like we barely even remembered how he pitched and how he played. But definitely one of uh, one of the best players to play against. Super nice and love to compete. Yeah, he's definitely a competitive person. I mean, he's out there all serious the whole time, and we're kind of joking around, but he's really into it. Um, at the plate, I don't think I really see Kyle all that well. Um, I mean, over time, I guess it's easier to see. I mean, as the series got later, I started trying to just, like, take pitches and stuff and get on base and try to, like, do too much with the bat. But, yeah, he's definitely – I mean, they might have the best two hitters in the league, so going in knowing that. And, I mean, even Kelly, he's kind of hard to, he's hard to pitch to. You know he's not really going to swing. You know he's looking for walks, and that makes it a little bit harder to pitch to him. So having those two and then – Kelly, who gets on base, it's it's a tough one to work through. So I was a little nervous about the matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was very nervous nervous going into the series. Kind of, I honestly I said this on the other uh, the the call we were on a couple days ago. But uh, before every series, honestly, I was pretty nervous. Just that's kind of how I am. I just get the little butterflies going, and then once once we get into it, I start to you know loosen up a little bit and get more into it. You know, I, I felt like I struggled a couple couple different series with the first couple of bats, and I really, the nerve went away, and then I started to lock in, both on the mound and at the plate. But in that series in particular, it took even less. I was I was into it about after the first that bat. I got walked, and I was like, oh, yeah, let's go, baby. Mm-hmm. Where I'm in the series. And it was just, um, you know, it was definitely intimidating facing Kyle. He's got all this experience in the World Series, but he also hadn't seen us in the World Series. So I feel like that gave us an advantage where, uh, I know he saw us earlier in the year, but we also mean, uh, you know, Kyle, it, it was, it was a long time ago, but it was a nice experience to see him. But he also, we had improved his pitch, both me and Jorgie improved his pitchers during that time. So I, I felt like it was kind of the same thing both ways. They definitely had some nerves, at least coming in, facing us, the unknown of, of what we were going to do in the world series. All right. Um, so going off of that, I do have a question for Cheatham. Um, where did you develop that um like pitching motion? That's just I just gotta ask that question because it's very unique. Just my entire my entire pitching motion. Honestly, I that's how I pitch a baseball too. It's really not. That's just kind of how I throw. It's it it has to do with kind of my arm slot because it's not straight over the top, but it's also not like a it's like a weird arm slot. So I kind of have a weird pitching motion just in general. I try to keep it like as simple as I can, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I know it kind of does look a little strange in the videos, depending on if, who you compare it to, I guess, maybe a little bit unorthodox, but it, that's just, it's kind of been my entire pitching motion throughout my life as a baseball. Yeah. 
And yeah, I mean, if it ain't um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So you're fine. <laughs> okay, so um, I do have a question I do want to ask. So after game one, did your confidence waver at all? Uh, we yeah, we had this question on the last one also. Uh, it definitely was uh, a little scary. I mean, we knew it was a five game series, so we had time, but we knew we had to win that next game because we we didn't want to go down two zero right away. So. Even though like we were a little down on ourselves after that first game, we came back with even more energy, and we knew we had to win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of got killed the first game, but it didn't really matter. We could have lost by one run or five runs. It didn't really matter. It was just we were down 1-0 in the series, so we just needed to win the next one. And even the next game, Sailors started off with a two-run shot, and we still had to work back from that, too. So, I mean, there was a lot of working back that we had to do, but once we got up, I mean... We were able to finish it off. So, I mean, I think we just, we were, I mean, I was a little nervous, but I mean, I knew that we still had it. Like, we beat them before. They beat us the first game in the regular season. We won the next two. So, we just had to have that same mindset. Yeah, I agree with what Jordy said. Um, For me, I'm actually usually the most pessimistic of the three of us and just basically everything. Uh, Even before the Dimeback series in the playoffs, I was worried that we weren't going to win because just how bad we finished the regular season. I was like, man, I just don't feel confident. And Jordy was able to kind of bring me back. But in this one, I actually feel like I was the least worried of the three of us. I I don't know. I came into pitch. I felt pretty comfortable. I know uh, Jordy had had some struggles, but you also take away the the, – the one error where you kind of threw it away or whatever and in the in the score isn't as bad so you can't you can't take all that you know it, the inning got away from a little bit more than it really should have but uh you know i just i felt like i was seeing the ball really well at the plate i took a couple walks in the first game and then after sailor hit that bomb off me that's i did i will say i got a little bit worried i was like man like this is we need to get the momentum early but sailor was able to hit the two-run shot off man like right at the start of the game which is pretty much exactly what happened in our first series against them to start the year with Kyler's or Kyle's bomb right at the start of the game. It just, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, this, this sucks. But then we were, I was able to come back and hit the three run shot. And after that, it was, it was pretty smooth sailing in terms of confidence level. Not that we were going to win, but that we were, we had a good chance of winning. Yeah. I was going to say, cause I was rooting for you guys. And I saw that, um, Nick Saylor home run. I'm like, dude, here we go again. <laughs> I was, I, I got to say my confidence did waver for you guys, but you guys did pull it off. Thank God. <laughs> All right, um, Nick, do you have a question about the World Series? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was game four. Um, so, when Kelly hit that absolute nuke off of you, um, right up, right to start the game, uh, did you did you still have confidence that you could win that if you just got absolutely piped by Ryan Kelly? Or, 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 or did you think this was going to a game five? Uh, no, actually, weirdly enough, that game, game four, that's the best I felt on the mound all season. I felt like my, I had that drop going, and I, you know, oh I my. didn't really that much throughout the year, but my drop was like Georgie-esque almost. I'm like, man, I feel locked in. And when he hit that, I will say I was absolutely stunned, <laughs> but I was, it was kind of a similar to the Sailor moment where there was a second where it was like, wow, that really just happened again, like, like it was <laughs> an early home run but it was the kelly so i'm not saying he's and he just wasn't swinging the bat a ton i, I don't think he's actually an awful hitter and he actually had a couple hits off me throughout the series but when he hit that like it was the how far he hit it was an app like you said an absolute nuke it wasn't just a home run that thing was absolutely crushed one of the longer home runs of the year i'd say even but uh after that i was still pretty confident like i said my stuff was really good you know the first two at bats that inning i was like 
and even the one after that against Kyle, I threw him a pretty gross uh, drop right after that. But I was like, oh, we just like we've done it all year where we get, we get down, we can, we just need a run, you know. Some you got to score a run to win the game anyway. And then we got our uh, uh, everyone throughout the lineup did like a nice battle throughout that inning. We were able to scratch home a run, and then the rest is history. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think. I mean, just I think it was just the one run. I mean. We didn't even get to bat at that point yet. Right. So we only had one run. We still had three innings to bat. We knew we could work on a cross. I mean, we ended up getting a walk that tied it up, and then we ended up shutting him down until the final inning. So I think I think just the one run down Sid didn't really phase us that much. We knew that we need to score one anyways. So. All right. Um, okay, here's kind of a – more fun question. All right, so even though it's been a couple months since that game was played, Cheatham, how's the knee doing? You said you kind of hurt it a bit um, in the post-game interview. Oh, I'm all right, man. Now, um, uh, yeah, Jordan, when he tackled me, it wasn't even really anything. It was honestly just uh, me being a little overdramatic as well. But it was – I think I just had like a – like I just skinned it up a little bit from that. But I, it really didn't – like it didn't really even hurt that bad. I was kind of just – I don't even remember what I said during that interview either because it was that all that was just a big blur to be honest to me. Yeah, <laughs> it hurt me a little more. I th- I think I already had like a mark on my knee from like making a play in the field, and then when I tackled him, it like went right on that same mark, and I was like hurting quite a bit after. I was like, oh man, I should have done that, but. <laughs> um, sorry, like sorry, people who are listening to this. This is very just like I'm like. Our one with Tommy was actually, like, really smooth. But, like, the thing is, me and Nick, like, we did a podcast a couple days ago, just us two, and we tried Google Meet, and it sounded way better than, like, on your phone, so we wanted to try that. I mean, it's it still sounds phenomenal, but just there's a lot of, you know, a lot of eh moments that... Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so I have a question for um, Cheatham here. So, game three. Um... So you got that super curve. That was disgusting. Like, no, actually, no, this is like a, a group question. So, so what would like, what was your mindset going into tomorrow? Because you played three games, then two the next day. What was your mindset going into it? Uh, I can start. I'll start uh, or, yeah, I, I guess I'll go first then, just because he kind of addressed me at first. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, honestly, I didn't really have a mindset, to be honest. I was so tired after game one, or day one of the games, you know, it was just, uh, it was hot i know he, he only put the temperature of game four but uh, honestly the day before it wasn't any cooler so i was just absolutely i was mentally and physically drained so my mindset was just come in act like it's a zero zero series that we were basically going back into game one that's that's basically how i looked at it it was a two game series but we just got to win one i guess but i just was like just going to game here but i was i was just kind of trying to mentally forget about the day even if i had a pretty good day and just reset to be locked, locked in, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just really crazy to think that, like, going home that day, that we just need one more win. We won the World Series, like, first year, me and Chris as rookies, second year as the Gators. It was just crazy to think about. So, I mean, the next day, I just, I don't know, just showed up just like every other normal day and just tried to win a game. It was, it was weird, though. Right, it was. Yeah, I think I think they definitely said it all. But uh, we knew we wanted to win that first game. We didn't want to have to force the game five because then the nerves definitely start to rise. So, I mean, we but we did play that game just like every other game. We got a little bit more excited on the ups, but a little bit more uh, right. bad on the downs. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will say, um, is there a lag? A big improvement for, for you, like, going into the World Series, is your fielding. Your fielding was actually pretty good in the World Series. Like, I, like in the... Yeah, I know that. That Eagles series was a little rough. Yeah, <laughs> a little rough, a little rough. But. I really think it was just a, lo- uh, a loss of concentration a couple of times. I don't think Zerlag really did anything, like, fundamentally wrong. It was mm-hmm. just, you know, yeah. you could kind of tell, just especially on that Georgie one, you just kind of took your eye off of it before. You could honestly tell that you were kind of looking at the runner and stuff. But I think I don't think that's going to be, like, a problem for him going. I think it was just kind of a one-series thing, to be honest. Yes, I, 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 do, I do think that because you do watch it. Right. And, like, it's just, yeah. Always keep your eye on the ball. That's like rule number one. So. Yeah, they're like. <laughs> I was just trying to make it more interesting. No, right. no, no. Yeah, you did. You sure? You certainly did that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I do want to hum. This was a question I wanted to ask, but then we got into the World Series, so I do want to backtrack here. So Zerlag, um, your hitting was like your hitting was actually not bad. I still think you're like I still think you get screwed a lot out of like big hits. Um, so how'd that feel, like, hitting that home run against the Diamondbacks, especially against, like, Norp, a good pitcher? How'd that feel? Oh, definitely a captain's booster. Uh, even after the first series, I thought I was seeing him pretty good. And then when we went back into that, I knew Chris was going to see him well also because even though he, he also got screwed a couple of times, he was seeing him really well. And then Jorgensen, that's just his type of pitcher to hit. So it was mm-hmm. it was a huge captain's booster. I wish that would have kept going in the, the, the future, so... Okay, um, Nick, I do want you to like bring up now. Um, tell them about your meme account. I think, um, oh, I think Jorgensen might okay. know about you. <laughs> um, all right, Jorgensen, you've commented on a few of my posts. Um, so the the MLW underscore underscore memes. Um, so I, I, I um uh posted this one on your story. This one is pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm doing a top twenty five list right now for top twenty five players. Um to count down like twenty five days of Christmas, top twenty five players. Um little podcast special information here. Cheatham, Jorgensen, you guys are both in the top ten. Zerlag. Uh, Zerlag, uh, number 22. Mm. I'll take it. I'll take it. Hey, you got extra points for being a good manager. So. Yeah, I think, really think he's a lockdown manager of the year. Correct me if I'm wrong, but... No, that's, that's the most, yeah. I'm going in for next year, too. There's going to be some big moves made, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Like, right. dude, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like with Drew Davis, it's either bang or bust. Like, dude... This year, huge bust. So this off season, if he like gets his head to get, gets his head together, like I don't know, I feel like he can get something done because he's like he always says that he wants to make big moves in the off season. So, yeah. isn't that what it takes? Isn't that? <laughs> hey, hey, maybe another. Because he, he he really struggles in big moments. He just like he's not as like accurate enough to be like an ace pitcher in the playoffs. I I I can't say I do agree with you on that because um. Dude, I don't know. He, I don't want to be that guy, but he did kind of blow it for his team against the Magic in that uh, playoff setting series. Like I like Drew. His only had a second arm. Yeah, like dude, that's what I'm saying. If he gets a second arm this year, I have a feeling he's gonna be like really just unstopped. Like that team is going to be a team to be reckoned with. Alrighty. Um, do you guys have like? Making sure, like, you guys don't have anything. Because we, we want to go for, like, I don't know, maybe 10, 20 more minutes. So, like, do you guys have anything? I'm good. All right. I probably do have some of those, yeah. 
All right. Because yeah, don't get don't get I me wrong. Watch. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I want to watch football, but I just want to like I ask you questions. Chris is weak in fantasy, so it's a big one. Dude, my my fantasy team screwed. I had um, I had George Kittle gone. I oh, have. No. It's like yeah, it's not it's not looking good for me. I got CMC, but I'm still doing alright. <laughs> ah, dude, I want like. Andrew, you're fighting for a for a potential play. I mean, we're both in the playoffs, but uh, fighting for our matchup. You know, whoever loses is gonna have to play against a, a better opponent. So I'm definitely this is a huge week for sure. Screw you. See, I'm kind of like. I think I'm like 0 13 in my league. Like, dude, I don't. Oh, like, dude, okay, no, 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 no. Okay, what? You have, you have to try to be that bad. Dude, dude, like, I swear. I get screwed every week. And you want to know who my quarterback is? Kyler Murray. <laughs> and yet I'm 0 13. I don't get how, like. You have to try to pull that off. I'm pretty much running the table in this league I got going. I have Kyler Murray, Dalvin Cook, Julio Jones, uh,. Rodrigo Blankenship averages like 11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my guy. <laughs> so I'm doing pretty good. I also have Josh Allen on the bench, so I'm I'm chilling. She's like, dude, I don't know. Like, I, I swear I have a good team. It's just one guy who underperforms every week screws me. And like, dude, another thing, I get screwed with like my matchups because, like, dude, last week I put up 140. I played the one guy who put up like 210. It, it's just so unfortunate. <laughs> I couldn't relate. <laughs> What's your guys' record? My fantasy defense is unbelievable. I'm nine and three, and I have a better record than Jory with like 150 less yeah. points. I'm eight and four. Put up like 100 points. Mm-hmm. So. Sir Lager, are you in a league? I have like five receivers. He cut out again. So Sir Lager, are you in a league? <laughs> yeah, I'm in a league with my school friends. I'm eight and four. That's not bad. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, what? oh and thirteen. It doesn't get much worse than that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, so shifting away from the fantasy topic, um, so let's talk about, um, let's talk about game four, because this was like, like, is there like, I did want to get you on the pod, like, me and Nick were talking about who we wanted to get on the podcast, and I think one was Tommy, and the second was you, I don't know, just because, like, I think you're kind of our age, <laughs> so I think that might have been part of it, but, um, so, like, were you, like, surprised at all that you were in the World Series? Uh, yeah, I was definitely surprised. Uh, I think a lot of people overlooked us just because of how we performed the previous year. But, I mean, it was basically a whole new team except for myself. Yeah. Because, you know, those two, obviously. Can't forget Vic Beaton. <laughs> um, yeah. Going in, I think, I think I had, like, I thought we were going to go, like, 6-9 and nine or something. I mean, not until after the first series, I thought that we were actually, like, going to be legit. Like, I had no idea how, like, me and Chris and all the rookies would perform, so it was kind of hard to predict before we started playing. I thought there was definitely going to be a learning curve going into this season as well. Uh, I think the expectations for us held by other teams were very low. I think people thought we were probably going to be pushover still because even though we had me and Jordy coming in, no one had – they had seen us in the league at least a little bit or at least in the winter league and the, and the uh, Wiffle and the Mitten tournament at least a, a, a little bit, but they really didn't know if we were any good or not. We are going to be able to compete with the MLW pitching. So I will say we played Dan – in the, and the boys in the winter league, and I didn't really do much with the bats. So, like, that was like, man, I got I to gotta pick it up if I want to be good in this league. But my goal was just to make the playoffs. And, and uh, you know, obviously we smashed those expectations. After the first three series, we hit a little bit of a roadblock and then we're able to bounce back. But I think the expectations this year are going to be a lot higher. 
Yeah, of course. Because now you guys got like now you guys got a target on your back. You just won the World Series. Right. E- every team's gonna want to beat you guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, Nick. Can you like can you try to ask a question? I know yours is glitching a lot, but can you? Yeah, I just got kicked out like three times in the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, alright, uh, this is, um, just a question about the World Series. Um, he left, oh my, <laughs> like, I, like, like, dude, I do feel bad for him, because he was looking forward to this he just as much as I did. Like, really quick. Yeah, alright, Nick, question, now, go. Mm-hmm. Um, alright, um, alright, so, during the World Series, during that walk-off home run, um, uh, so... When that hit, when that ball was hit, um, we heard a lot of screaming, specifically female screaming. Is that anybody's girlfriends here? <laughs> no, that'd be my mother and my sister. <laughs> <laughs> my mom had a very high pitched scream. Yeah. We were watching it the other day, and I was like pointing out, I was like, "Yeah, you can just hear you guys screaming. We were going nuts." Yeah. Um, what? Dude, there are like three. Okay, do you guys see Nick's face in that second one? <laughs> Are you <laughs> Dude, hold on. I, I think I gotta take a picture of this. Hold on. <laughs> nope, removed. Alright, there you go. Okay, so... Oh, let me... My Chromebook's now freaking out. Okay, so let me put this back down. Alright. Well, I apologize for this. This never happens. Yeah, I don't... I don't, I don't even know what's going on right now. So, yeah. Um... Yeah, because that was funny, because... There were, like, a lot of people here, and we were going to say, like, Cheatham hitting that home run in front of chicks. That must have felt better, but now that we know it's Jordan's mom, I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. So, sorry, Jorgensen. I didn't know. <laughs> That's my bad. All right. Um, okay, so let's just keep on discussion of that game four walk-off. So, like, you can kind of see your guys' reaction to it. You guys obviously do get hyped who wouldn't, but did you guys know it was out right away? Well, I mean, I'll start. I uh, I called it before he hit it. I told Jordan, oh, he's just going to end it right here so we don't have to bat. And then it happened. But, I mean, it looked like people are saying that uh, Sailor could have robbed him. He should have sacrificed his body. But no. I think that was definitely over. It was, like, I don't think he was mm-hmm. catching that. Yeah, yeah it, I feel like it was really close, and I shouldn't have been confident, but for some reason, right when he hit it, I was like, that's gone. Like, in my head, I was like, that's gone. And it ended up barely going out, but uh, for some reason, in my head, I just knew it was going out. Mm-hmm. First, yeah, it looked rawble, but it went out so so quick, they didn't have time yeah, to get it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'll speak on both points, honestly. I actually think Sailor, like, like Zerlag said, uh, or I, I don't remember if it was Zerlag or Brady that said it, that people, like, he should have laid out his body. He definitely did lay out his body because he was, like, basically <laughs> broke the fence. You see the picture where he sprawled, like, on the fence or whatever. But also, I didn't think it was gone when I hit it. That's why I didn't flip it. I, I would have flipped the bat even if, like, I, because I thought it was in the park. I was like, man, I'm going to have to at least, like, I'm just going to make sure I get to first, especially in these these big moments you don't want to make a base running mistake by watching it and then they get it in so fast that you're out but uh i didn't think it was gone so i, I wish i would have done something cooler but i also basically blacked out when i hit the ball i don't remember anything that happened it's <laughs> dorgy tackle me like i've told i've told that before but it's uh yeah honestly just the moment was crazy i was just sitting on the slide drop because he's been he was struggling throwing the riser all day so i was just sitting on it and i was like man if he throws it here i'm swinging no matter what and it just happened to get out luckily yeah, I will say, uh, Cheatham, 
you were by far the most clutch player in these playoffs. So thank you for that. Cause I, like, if if you, Eagles didn't win, I didn't want you guys to win. So thank you for just clutching up for the team. Appreciate that, man. We'll, we'll make sure we need next year, too. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. We're going for that three-peat. You should, dude. <laughs> Screw the Wildcats legacy. The Gators legacy is back and better than I'm ever, so baby. I'm the Wildcats in World Series. Yeah. So, um, do you guys know, like, um, oh, what was I just going to say? I, I honestly just completely forgot what I was going to say. Um, Nick, do you have a question you want to ask? Because I'll, I'll try to remember. Um, I'm going through this list. I think we might have done all of them already. No way. Um, <laughs> okay, um, so, um, I don't know, what would you... What would you guys say your biggest rivalry is? I know you guys talked about, um, like, the... And he's out. All right, I'm just going to finish a thought because I have the list here. Um, the downtown Diamondbacks, I think he was going to say. Like, would you guys yeah. would you guys say that one is your biggest rivalry? Um, Playing-wise, like, I think we'll see them the most out of any team, like, whether it's just in regular season or postseason. But, uh... I think the most real rivalry would be definitely be the Cobras, just because uh, Drew gave up that pick. Yeah, I would say. We're that definitely excited to play them next year. Oh, me too. In the Magic. Yeah, in the Magic. Oh uh, yeah, we we got a couple big series next year. Uh, I actually do have a different answer for this though. I think our biggest rivals are the Eagles, personally. I think so too. We're going to have to get out. I'm not saying the Dimex aren't aren't big rivals, and we haven't played the Cobra. That's so all I don't really know. You could definitely be right on that. So like, I'm very excited to play them. I know that. But if we dominate the series, there can't really be much of a rivalry, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the Eagles with Dan, I mean, they're a super dangerous team. I feel like this is a team that, I mean, with his playoff experience, with his talent, because I think he is. One of the best, if not the best player in the league all around. He's just, un- he's unhittable pretty much. And he's in the most intimidating hander for me in the league to face. Um, I think we're going to have to get over the Eagles hump every year. And you're going to see series like this. I mean, both series were really good. I know we couldn't pull through in the regular season. Uh, Brady was probably happy about that. But we were able to get the job done in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, I think it's you're going to be seeing that. I don't think you're going to be seeing a one-sided series anytime soon. Because I think they're going to be really intense like those two were. Like, dude, yeah, this is what I loved about the draft. It made everything more even, you know. Like, dude. Yeah. yeah. There's no easy wins. Every win in this league now has to be earned. There's not a team out there that you can sleep on. Exactly. Okay, Um. so, so like, I have a question for you. Feelings might get hurt on this question. Um, if you had to choose one for Rookie of the Year, who would you say, Jorgensen or Cheatham? Jorgensen. Ooh! <laughs> Rookie of the year is not including postseason. So. All right. I don't know. I feel like I have a feeling it's going to be Cheatham. I don't know. I just have that feeling. Yeah, I think I might get some recency bias. Um, <laughs> yeah. Many, uh, somewhat like the rookie of the year. Um, for me, since since the voting, I'm not I'm not advocating for one person or whatever. I don't really care. We I'd rather won the World Series and win any awards. For I don't. Sure. I mean, if I win, if not, it's whatever. But uh, I think. You have to, it, since the voting hasn't happened yet, I think you have to factor in playoffs and you know overall season success. Kind of not. I mean, obviously regular season matters, but I feel like you have to just factor in everything. So I mean, if I win, I think it'll be definitely due to the voting being now rather than after season. Then I would say either like Jorgie or Norp or even Chadwick, any of those guys, maybe even 
Sailor deserved it over me because my I was kind of mediocre at least at the plate in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to say. It. I I just I just think like, dude, Jorgensen. He was just so dominant, and like I feel like people forget how dominant he was in the regular season just because of playoffs now. I do. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. If I'm being honest, you two I think are at the top, and then like I'd say North and Chadwick. So, what do you guys think uh, MVP will be? Ooh, Nick, you go first. Like, Open minded, don't you, don't say it just because we're like one of those two are in here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know. I, um, I think it might be Kyle again. I don't yeah, know. I agree. Um, I like Dan's definitely probably Dan's good, but he's kind of had an off year. Same thing with Cratch. So I'd, I'd I'd say it's Kyle. Yeah. Um, like, dude, when we had Tommy on the pod, uh, I don't think he asked us his question, but. He said, like, Dan didn't have as good as a year on paper, but, dude, he's still, like, just a top three player in the league. He's still Absolutely. insane. So, I don't know. But if you're going off stats, dude, I mean, see, no, like, I, I hate doing that. I hate going off stats. So, like, if you're going strictly off stats, Cratch wins it. Because, like, I do like Cratch, but I think Kyle's going to win it just because, you know, he brought his team to the World Series. So, I think it'll be him. Cratch, though. It's going on. I don't know. I I, I feel like dude, just Cratch is so good. I don't get how he's that good. He's a beast. <laughs> All right. Um. Let's see here. All right. So I'm going to take this question from Jorgensen. I think he asked it on one of the Pipe It Up podcasts. Group question here. What is your guy's favorite Mario? What is your go-to Mario Kart character? <laughs> I mean, I'll go first because I already said it on the pod. But mine's definitely Toad for some reason. I <laughs> Same. He was always my guy, and I mean, even though I've got older, it's still I still always go to him. Usually, use him in like the bullet bike on the Mario Kart Wii. So, all right. Mine would uh, definitely have to be Yoshi. Let's Yoshi. go. Me too. Yeah, Me too. <laughs> I'm a Yoshi guy. Yoshi's basic. Everyone uses Yoshi. Oh my! That's what. That's what I think about Toad. Uh, Yoshi <laughs> Mario. So, Yoshi if you use Mario, get out. <laughs> Again. Yoshi is also my number one, but also I, I like Dry Bones as well. He's a guy I go with off. I think Jorgie is extremely basic with the Toad pick. <laughs> Yoshi is ten times more basic than Toad. Everyone knows what I heard. Um, I mean, Toad. I don't know. Mine's, de- mine's probably Yoshi, but like, I don't know. I've always been um, I've always been a Luigi guy, so my like. I don't know. In the recent Mario Karts, I've been Luigi, so I don't know. What's what's the monkey with like the bandana and that and the glasses? Funky, um, Funky yeah, Kong. Funky Kong. I unlocked them on the Wii, uh, like when I was little. Fun times, bro. You just knock everybody away. <laughs> did you guys play um Super Mario Sluggers? I did. I, I did not. Dude, that game just—I don't care. That's my favorite game of all time. It's so fun. Best game. Best all right, game um, other, all right, back to Wiffle Ball here. I have a question. <laughs> um, so you guys only played one series at Colts Field, but what field would you prefer, Colts or um, or the Meadows? Um, from a hitter standpoint, Colts is definitely more uh, appealing mm-hmm. since uh, basically in my, in that first series, I had a fly ball and it basically almost went over. And then Kelly, uh, yeah, like dude, like that, that, that's why I say I'm you always get robbed. Out, that would have been a pop out to like center field if that was on. Uh, <laughs> meadows but the meadows is just like more of like a 
feel feel like it's flat it's got the real dimensions like all around so i yeah. like them both i definitely said the meadows too it just seems like i mean it just seems like more of a field for like a I mean, colts colts is nice and stuff but it just kind of seems a little different like the like center field like it's kind of a weird dimension like center field it's like a straight across fence so like if you hit it to left field, you got to go, like, hit it so much deeper than if you hit it to center. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, like, I like pitching at the Meadows better, too. And just, yeah. No, we asked that. Oh, yeah, my bad. My bad. Oh, sorry. My bad. I, I guess I'll just I'll just finish up and I'll let you go. But, uh, yeah, I, I was just going to say, I pretty much agree with everything these two said. Uh, Colts, I mean, it feels a little more nostalgic because I've been watching the channel for a while. I remember the days when, uh, you know, Kyle still had a high voice and was playing on there. I basically grew up with him playing with him. <laughs> well, so I've been watching it for what? Oh, I really don't. I don't, honestly, I don't know how long, pretty much since it started. But uh, uh, I would say my favorite is the Meadows to play at just because I think the competitive atmosphere is better. I think, like like Jordy said, the fence makes a difference. I also think it just feels a little bit more professional as well just because, I mean, you have like the permanent fence versus the temporary. It's a little further the mound. Feel, I feel a lot more comfortable on the mountain as well. Okay. So I, um, let's see. I have one more, like, just fun question we can do. And then, I don't know, I think I think that's going to wrap it up. But let's just, yeah, I don't know, let's see. So, fun question. So, uh, Jorgensen and Cheatham, let's say you go to, you guys are in college, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. Okay. So, it's like you're in high school. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Let's say you go to one of their lags parties. Can't have drinks. There's only soda. <laughs> what are your top three sodas you have to choose? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Me and Chris are some pot fanatics, so um, absolutely. Uh, I think well, Coke is definitely one. I'm a big, just classic Coke guy. Um, Dr Pepper cream soda that came out recently, and me and Chris are very fond of that because <laughs> we're a big Dr Pepper fan, big cream soda fans. Put together, it's fantastic. And then the third one, uh, just to change it up a little bit, because we kind of got some, like, cause we don't have, like, a Mountain Dew. I'd probably do Mountain Dew Voltage. I think that's the best Mountain Dew. It's a little different from the Coke and the Dr. Pepper, so I'll probably go with those three. Um, I'll, give, I'll give my three. Uh, Mountain Dew, weirdly enough, has kind of, I've kind of not got, I've lost a little bit of my taste for Mountain Dew as a whole. It's good but it's it wouldn't be in my top three anymore dr pepper cream soda for sure just doc, i will just say dr pepper in general that could be one of them and then also like uh i'm a, I'm a pepsi guy so i would get cherry pepsi as my number two pick and then my number three would be cherry seven up that is uh that's my like kind of wild part card pick uh, <laughs> we go over chadwick's he has it a lot and that's like one of my favorite pops i don't have it as much as some of these other ones but it's just, it's absolutely delicious. If you've never had it, anyone in here never had it, you've got to have it. Uh, the, the most underrated soda is definitely a high C, orange high C. <laughs> I didn't know. I think it's more of a juice. No, I think it's pop. <laughs> uh, well, it, it is really good. More of a lightly carbonated juice. Yeah. yeah it's, it's weird. High it schoolers, good. man. <laughs> All right. Um. So. Nick, do we, do we, I think we, like, covered everything we wanted to cover. This is actually, like, it had, like, in the beginning, it definitely had its moments, uh, Cheatham's vacuum cleaner, but. <laughs> All right, um, so if you guys do not mind, hold on, I'm gonna wait for, oh, no, I'm just looking at Boston Sports News, um, I'm gonna wait for Nick's thing to get removed, okay. 
I want to take a picture of this because we like what we do. We do um, we like do posts and we'll show like a a uh, audio recording of it. So sorry if the audio gets screwed up here, guys. But Jorgensen, can I ask you to do the Adrian dogs? Ooh, ooh, thank you. Do that real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then right. cheat him, cheat him. You can do just I don't know, a funny face. <laughs> Like, but I got the bat in my room, so I'll, I'll hold that if you can even All right. see it. All right, yeah, everyone hold the bat. <laughs> okay, ready? Three. All right, Godin. All right, um, so I, let me make sure the audio is still going. It is Godin. Okay, so thank you guys uh, so much for coming on with us. Um, do you guys have any final thoughts? Go Gators. Yes, sir. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, of course, of course. Expect us, expect us to next year oh of course yeah. cheat him i hear the vacuum cleaner again <laughs> okay no, that's, my, that's my laptop now oh <laughs> jesus <laughs> that's your laptop at the battle of boston that the gators bat was in the bat bag that mm -hmm. kyle brought and our team used that for like half a game and then kyle was like mm -hmm. no no I, no crash came over and he to take the bat because like he didn't want us using your bat and, and then we're like, oh, sorry. He's like, yeah, you guys don't really want it anyways. They suck. <laughs> a lot has changed, man. A lot has changed. We have a different bat anyway. We uh, that's that's what I held up. We have a uh, I, I like made my own bat for us. They actually banned it halfway through the year, but I took some tape off, and that was kind of uh, they that banned was it. Okay, I, I, I'm truly sorry about this, but I do have one more question. You can make it quick if you want. So this one is for Jorgensen and Cheatham. So Cheatham, you said earlier, like, you've been watching this league since you were little. How does that feel to find, like, have you, like, you've obviously wanted to be in the league. How does it feel now to just be in the league? Like, be with, like, I don't know, maybe a inspiration to you, Kyle Schultz. How, how does that feel? It really is just surreal. Like I said before, I, it, I didn't really feel like I was part of the league until the All-Star game. It really, like... It felt like I was, like, I still hadn't met everybody in the league and stuff. So, like, and it was still, honestly, I had those, I mean, I said I had those nerves before every series, but at the beginning it was more because I hadn't met, really met some of the people yet. And it was just really insane to me that we were playing in a league with these other guys. I'm just this scrub rookie that no one <laughs> knows about, that no one expects to be any good. So it was, it's, it still doesn't feel real, man. But I, I'm starting to get there that I'm actually a part of this league. I'm like, like, people actually want to watch me play with football, which is insane as well. I mean, yeah, definitely. What about you, Jorgensen? How does it feel? Yeah, it's definitely crazy. I mean, I remember, like, me, Chris, and Chadwick, we were telling our other friend, like, last year during the playoffs, we were saying that we were going to be in the league. We were kind of joking around, and our mm -hmm. friends were like, oh, yeah, okay. And then now we're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, what would you say and stuff like that, <laughs> so... Um, it's kind of weird how it just came upon. We just went to the winter league, didn't even. We were just going to play, and then Cal told us that there was going to be a draft, and we were like, "Oh, crap!" Like he told us that, and I remember Chris didn't even even hear him say that. Like he was just having another conversation. Me and like Trevor were like, "Chris, did you hear what he just said?" And like, "Yeah, like, Yo, we're going to be in the league." He's like, "What really?" <laughs> so, it, was, it was crazy. I mean, just over time, it was just you know. It's weird just watching my first video on YouTube and stuff. And now I've got like a whole bunch of them, and now the World Series. So yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm I'm sorry for keeping you guys. You guys can go watch football. Thank you guys so much for coming on the Unscuffed Podcast. Um, it was a lot of fun. Thank you guys for coming on. Appreciate it. Go Gators. Go Gators, baby. Go Gators. Peace out, fellas. Thank you. Alrighty. So. Oh my God. The amount of times I got kicked out. I don't even know what I did. I didn't do anything.
Dude. Okay, okay. My prediction, maybe, maybe, don't know why, but you didn't get kicked out at all. But maybe it's because, like, they're in, like, Michigan or whatever. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right, but, so. And, yeah, when I move my face, it would take, like, a second or two for it to move on screen. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, Whoa. Okay, yes, yeah, so, ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 8, which, in my opinion right now, is the best episode we're ever going to have. It's going to take the most amount of editing. Thanks, HP laptop, <laughs> not knowing how to do Google Meet, right? Okay, so thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 8 of the Unscuffed Podcast. If you want to see our Instagram, it's ebwl underscore uh, You'll find all of our links in our bio there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um... Go Gators, man. Go Gators. See you in episode nine.